Hello and welcome to the Let It Flow podcast, hosted by your spiritual besties, Alexis and Carly. We're just two humans figuring things out, and we're here to share this community with you as an outlet for self-discovery and spiritual growth. This podcast is designed to open your mind with conversations that encourage you to ask bigger questions about mindset, spirituality, personal growth, and everything in between. We're passionate about gaining different perspectives on what the universe has to offer. And the one thing we've found to be 100% true is that life is meant to flow. We're not here to tell you how to live your life, but to provide you with the tools and knowledge you need to create an experience that feels uniquely you. Tune in every week to awaken your potential and deepen your evolution. Whether you're all in on your personal growth journey or just starting out, let's flow together. And welcome to possibly episode 34 of Let It Flow. <laughs> Today we have another guest, my beautiful mom, Julie. Um, she has a lot of knowledge and wisdom within her from many years of study and also just her own experiences in life. And we're not exactly sure where this conversation is going to go, almost as always, but like Alexis said, she can turn about any conversation into a deep and spiritual conversation. So we're going to get somewhere good very fast, I know. <laughs> so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, you guys, for having me. And um, this is very strange for... I've, I've never been in this situation. <laughs> so, <laughs> so usually I have deep spiritual conversations with people in very, very intimate um, settings, which, I mean, this is intimate, but it's kind of... I got to get my brain past the fact that I'm talking into a microphone. So anyways, but <laughs> thank you. Microphone. It means a lot to me to be with the two of you. Yeah, It's weird to get used to. I feel like 30 some episodes in and we're just getting used to ignoring the microphone and just talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange, but we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> so my mom has been living in Italy for is it almost two years it's now? Almost two years. Two years. Um, it'll oh. be two years in November, actually. Yeah. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, it's wild. I can't believe it either. It's gone by very, mm -hmm. very fast with many, you know, bumps along the way, but all good right. <laughs> in the end. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's um I thought I had mastered a lot of patience and um living in this country and trying to um uh, restore a, a home, um, has definitely taken my patience deeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had gained, I would say a lot of inner spiritual patience, mm -hmm. but this has taken that out into the world. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. Like finding that balance between like we are spiritual beings, but we are also living exactly in these human bodies and we have to deal with Sometimes frustrating human things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The human experience of, you know, coming to a country um, and doing something that just takes a lot of time. I mean, there's just bureaucracy in every country, but there's more, you know, there's there's more in some than others and in different ways. And what I'm doing just takes takes a lot of um of patience. But I feel like we relate on the, I guess the tourist side of things, wanting to have the home just be the cozy space that you envision and just yeah. get it to look that way. But then they give you a quote that says, 
it's going to take maybe five years for us to make this. And then it's like, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) And you're not going to be able to do all the things that you want to do just because we say that it doesn't go with the surrounding area. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny, like you said, Alexis, um, I apparently can turn any conversation into a spiritual one. And in fact, I mean, when you think about it, you know, prior to um, moving here, you know, I went through a full transformation of my life. And as Carly lived through it with me being my daughter and my other two, um, and many other people, uh, I changed everything. I just let everything go. And that's a whole new transformative space to live in. And then to come into another country, letting all of your creature comforts go, letting it all, you know, all of it go, coming into a home that has no heat, (laughs) That has is a leaky roof. A leaky roof. Um, <laughs> let's say a really disgusting bathroom, but I'm very grateful for it working. Um, all of the heat for my water sources come through these little what what do you, these little, little heater boilers. heater boiler things. You know, it smells. Um, and <laughs> the 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 ceiling has some mold and some, Plus. sometimes you're, I'm in the kitchen and, and it just kind of looks like it's snowing and there's a little bit of plaster that comes down, <laughs> you know? So I, I, you know, I'm, I am, yeah, we're Taurus. We're ruled by Venus. We, we like beauty. There's, there's, um, if, if we're going to go by, you know, Western astrology, um, Anyways, so it's interesting. I left kind of all of that and went into the depths of, I don't know, just a blank slate Mm. in so many ways. And then now it's like I'm painting, I'm, I'm painting the picture again, but it's a different picture. And that's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Can you pinpoint the time back in Iowa where you were before, where all of a sudden you kind of realize I I don't need to be here anymore and then like whoa that opens up like the whole world to you of wait where do I want to go because I feel like a lot of times people reach a point where it's like wait a minute and it's like that pivot moment did you feel like you had one of those or did it just gradually come to and Carly lived in Italy so it was like oh that's kind of an obvious choice but I know you were talking about going to Ecuador too so mm-hmm. I'd love to know more about that. Well, it's funny you ask me that because to me, it's like, it's like kind of opening Pandora's box. Like, (laughs) where do I begin with this? Because if um, I were to really start in the place where I feel like is the most important, it was in a major shift that happened um, inside of me in 2015. Now this could be, I'm trying to navigate through the right (laughs) way to talk about this because Mm -hmm. I could literally um, speak about this for days. There's been people who have asked me when I'm going to write about it. So to not get, you know, we only have so much time. So, um, so after, you know, living a journey of several years where I just became a sponge, I was just, I wanted more and more and more to know myself, to know what love is, to all these questions that that the, the seeker comes into when it's time to go into that space. And, um, you know, I had done that for several years. I was reading books. I was in book clubs. I was doing yoga. I was spending a lot of time in the woods by myself. I was in deep prayer. 
about all of this that, you know, people really didn't even realize. I didn't even realize the depth of what, what, what I was praying for and, and asking for. And so 2015 came and I had a major shift in my consciousness and through, through an, a very unusual and unexpected encounter. And um, that led to just massive life changes. It did it like it, it, it opened, it turned a key and opened my conscious awareness to things that I had been completely unaware of before. And it was a shock to my system and a shock then to everyone, because what ended up happening is that life transformed completely. Carly and my, um, Carly and um, Carly's dad and myself, you know, ended up splitting in 2017. And, and, um, you know, I'm, I moved out and all of these things started happening. But through that time, I knew there was something inside of me that knew I would not stay in Iowa. And at the time, her young, my youngest, Isabella, um, was still in high school. Actually, so was Zach. He had one yeah. more year and then Isabella needed to also finish up high school. And I just knew as, as a mom and, and they've been raised in this one place for this long that I needed to be there for her. I needed to be there to watch her and support her through, through her um, completion of high school. But I knew, I'm like, once she graduates, there's going to be a door open. I have no, I would tell people I will be leaving the United States. And people would say, oh, where are you going to go? I have no idea. <laughs> I just know I'm leaving. It's, it's, and they look at me like I just grew, you know, um, unicorns out of my head or <laughs> out of my head or something. But um, I just knew. And then what was it in that same year in 2019? Was it 2019? Yes. I thought I was moving to Ecuador. I had had a, an experience there. Um, I was in a spiritual community that was kind of anchored there. And I had made that decision coming home from Ecuador. And then very quickly, some things unfolded over some months and kind of showed me the real truth of where I was headed all along, mm -hmm. which was here in Italy. So I'm kind of grazing the surface, giving a little tiny morsel of a teaser of what, what occurred, um, to answer your question. So that was kind of a long way around saying it yeah. was there. I just knew. Um, and interestingly enough, may I share that when Carly and I were in India, I had a, um, a, a Vedic astrology reading with our teacher Anand, and I just sat there completely blown away by what he was telling me. And I just went into this reading thinking, I'm just going to see what he has to say. You know, I've had readings before and I kind of, um, through a series of events, lost a little bit of my interest in having a lot of readings and putting a lot of, you know, eggs in those baskets and, and that and so I'm like, okay, I'll just go in. And one of the things from, of many things that he said to me was that, um, where my Mars and Rahu are in my chart that he said, Rahu is like the dragon. The dragon does not like to stay in their place of birth and where it is in your chart, you were meant and Mars 
which is builder connected to the earth, connected to architecture and all of this stuff kind of connected to community. He's like, you are meant to go to foreign lands and build and deal with like kind of architecture, building, building in that way, creating and creating community. And I literally what you're doing. I was absolutely (laughs) dumbfounded. I just sat there and I mean, everything he said to me that day, I walked out and I, and I saw Carly and I said, if there were any lingering doubts left in my energetic field about all of the choices I have made over the last eight years and everything that I let go dark, they're no longer there. I'm like, everything was just cleared completely. So we need to trust. That, you know, even when life is very confusing and very challenging, that there's something supporting us and guiding us that Mm. we might be fully unaware of at that time. Yeah, I've been questioning, questioning my decision to move back to the cities a little bit. I know we had breakfast and kind of talked about it, but I'm trying to just take advantage of where I'm at because I signed the lease. I'm going to be here until March at least that long. but. I just have this feeling underneath that this isn't it for me. Mm-hmm. And I, once you get in touch with yourself, you, you know what that feeling is. Like when you said you had an undercurrent of just knowing, I think that's confusing for people that haven't tapped into anything before or rely on other people's opinions for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just have this feeling that this is not it, but trusting that it's for a reason. I'm meeting a lot of people that are providing opportunities for me. Um, but yeah, just really trusting that. Right. I feel like, you know, on our path, we need to remember that there is an ebb and flow and there's certain things that we need to revisit. So you may be in, well, you are, you're in Minneapolis for reasons, you know, and for many that you don't, because Mm -hmm. the unseen is so much bigger than the scene. Mm -hmm. So there's something I feel like, you know, sometimes that we feel like we're going backwards. We're like, why did we take, why did I take a step back? Or why am I revisiting that again? But there's something else to be cleaned up, cleared up and collected from that space. Mm -hmm. And then we can full more fully move on. I also feel like if you have the awareness that there's that question in you of like, am I going back? If you're backwards, if you're aware of that, and questioning those things, I feel like it's kind of a sign that you're not going back completely mm-hmm. because you just are going at it in a different lens. And yeah, like you said, like picking out those things that are still there to be learned or still there to be connected or healed or grown, grown from. Right. You know? Right. Well, it's, it's interesting because um, anybody who has moved through, you know, intense transformation um, can probably relate to the fact that at least for a while, I know for me, I experienced these incredible dives down into the depth of myself and they were very difficult to navigate. And in those dives, you kind of feel like, my gosh, you know, I've said all these prayers. I want to live the truth of who I am. I, you know, I I say a lot of people we forget, we'll, we'll pray, we'll pray to the divine, to God, to whatever it is that we, we speak of, of, you know, creation. 
I want to know love. I want to know what I'm here for. I want, you know, I want to walk the the true path of my soul. And then um, we don't understand when life seems to go in, go, uh, what I want to say, just um, get completely, <laughs> yeah, completely deconstructed. And that's where a lot of people quit because they think, well, gosh, I, I prayed and I'm supposed to have rainbows and unicorns going around my head and everything's supposed to be great, which is what I thought was going to happen. I mean, my whole intention was to keep my life as it was, but I was going to be this enlightened being <laughs> living exactly the way that I was, which is just laughable to say the least. So what happened in, in um, my experience and many, I know many have done this, is that we have these kind of moments where we feel so connected and so mm. heightened in our awareness and so sure of ourselves. And so, um, and, and we're, we're saying these really beautiful prayers because we mean it from the depths of our being and we feel so awesome. And then we, then we have this moment of dive and we're like, what the hell just happened? And for a while, you know, you almost beat yourself up. You think you're doing something wrong until you start realizing that you're not, every time you dive down, you're diving, but you're diving, you're not diving. You don't have to dive quite as deep anymore. And you realize every dive you make, um, you're collecting these pearls of wisdom. And you're actually kind of on this constant, what, ascended, transcended pathway that you're rising, 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 rising up into your awareness and into the, you know, we're always whole. We just don't think we are into the reality that you're a whole being. And um, I remember explaining to my mom one time that my experience was that of you know, swimming at the, you can see you're, you're at the top of the ocean, your head is out of the water and you're just like, Oh, life is so great. Look at the sun and look at the water and, (laughs) and this and that. And then I had to dive. Then I'd go down to the deep where you couldn't see anything. And I was just floating around trying to just, you know, stay alive in a sense. And then all of a sudden I'd see a little, um, a little glisten, a little, a little like a glisten in the water and, and, and you'd go over and you'd find that pearl, that pearl of wisdom. And you'd come up out of the, I'd come up out of the water and I'd take a breath and I'd sit with that wisdom for a while. And then I'd dive down for more. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon before you know it, you've got a whole basket of pearls. But when you're in the, the moment, the moment <laughs> you don't feel like you have any pearls <laughs> <laughs> with all of those baskets full of pearls now, <laughs> You brought up like, well, you and then Alexis said like, that's basically what you're doing with the Rahu thing and building this community and stuff. So like, what are your intentions with being here? Well, um, I really, my whole intention, you know, really from the very beginning, I mean, years ago was just this deep desire inside of me, which I think is filling the hearts of so much of humanity uh, to be of service, to be mm. of the highest service and, and loving service that I can be in this life. And so my dream that is really um, um, guided and supported me the whole time, kind of that light is the divine union within my own self, the wholeness of myself coming out in that expression for the highest good of all. And 
So my dream here is to, you know, create this space, this sacred space that um, I can hold retreats, have people come and visit. We can do yoga. We can do meditation. We can, I can support people in, you know, knowing the truth of who are we really? And um, my heart is so huge. It almost makes me cry to, 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 you know, when to experience (laughs) it to just hold that container for people, that unconditional love. We can't truly hold that until we dive deep in ourselves and we reclaim that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that has taken really intensely the last eight years of my life. And we don't come to an end point. We just come to beautiful culminations that are really only starting points to another culmination. And I think the greatest thing that I have said about this path all the way along is that it's both humbling and empowering. And those two things are married. We, when we're both humbled and empowered at the same time, we are incredibly powerful beings of, of, of love because there's not, you're not in it. You, yes, we want to be fulfilled. We want to be, we, we want to enjoy this life, but you're not in it for your own notoriety anymore. Mm-mm. You're in it because you realize you are just one wave of a massive ocean that you want to serve. And you just, you know, it's like letting spirit move through you. So I just want to let spirit move through me and um, build what I'm called to build and love all the people who come in and out of my life. That's I think that sums it up. And, yeah, you know, there's, a, you know, and there's an idea with, I mean, I want, I would like to have, you know, gardens and, and I mean, there's just so many, you know, like it's just endless. Holistic. It's very holistic place. Yeah. And I'm not alone. I mean, if, if you get in, when we get in these communities, you start realizing that there really is one massive consciousness that is trans transforming itself that is changing the world that is that has these ideas and they run through all of us together because you hear people talking about this all the mm-hmm. time so i'm i'm that's the humbling part mm-hmm. you know i'm empowered to do what i can do in my own expression of something that is in many 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 people's hearts and each sanctuary that people build, each farm, each, you know, whatever it is, how we build community is, um, that's where it becomes more individually experienced. Mm. I've been so surprised by some of the people that have been interested in human design recently, because at the beginning of this job, I didn't really mention that I, that I'm into that. And then gradually I started doing mini readings and showing people and just kind of started talking about it, kind of allowed myself to really embrace that in this new community that didn't know me. I was like, all right, let's make this like forward facing that this is something that I do. So I've been really surprised with who's interested. And I had my first in-person workshop last weekend and we had seven people plus myself and the host or the other host, um, the business owner I partnered with. And one of the women there happened to be um, a coworker that I met through my internship in college. We have not talked. She followed me on social media. She's a mom of three and she lives in the suburb right next to me. And she came to the workshop and invited her cousin who drove down three hours for it. And they hung out for a little bit. And then afterwards she stopped me and said that she feels like she's coming to completion. She's at the height of her career at a 
corporate place here in Minneapolis. And she's like, this is the spot I've always wanted to be in my career. And I just feel like I'm kind of through with it. And I don't quite know what the next thing is. And she said that she's building a sanctuary in her basement right now. But her idea is to actually build a facility that has other rooms for people to come and do Reiki and healing centers, a healing center type of thing. And so I really do think there are so many more people interested in it than you think. Like you wouldn't think the the 15 years in corporate mom of three in the suburbs would be interested in any of this, but I think it's a lot of people behind closed doors interested right now and a lot of people keeping it to themselves until somebody mentions something and then they're so excited to actually be able to talk mm-hmm. about it. So I just think the more of us that can start that conversation and be that initiator for people is very, very important. Yeah, I agree. And I think what's really interesting too, is it shows us that there's really, you know, one thing I had to move through, and I think many people do is that there's not one face for spirituality. There's not one face for service. There's not one, one way to do things. And, um, life shows us this when we start talking to people that, maybe have had cer- certain careers or look a certain way or or have had a certain past or have a certain financial status or what it doesn't matter there we're all we're we're so many people from different walks of life are coming with the same dream mm-hmm. and um that's part of the humbling too is you really start crashing all of the ideas that you've adopted through your life about what it means to be whole, to be connected, to connected spiritually, to, um, you know, to hold integrity in your life. I was talking to my son today and, um, we were talking about integrity and I said, you know, the thing that we need to understand is what these words mean to us. So, you know, integrity, what, what is integrity other than what Frost said the other day, Mm -hmm. Carly's partner said coherence. Um, And I said, yeah, coherence, but you know, you could be a robber and be very (laughs) integrous in robbing stores. I mean, so, so what does it mean? Where are we, where are we focusing and funneling these things? You know, um, he said, Zach said today, my son said today, um, I asked him, you know, what does he want to bring forward through his artistic expression and what some of the things he's wanting to do? The big question is, what are you really kind of selling for lack of a better word? Because you're not selling the videos you're making. There's something supporting deeper deeper behind that. And he said, wow, when you said that the word freedom came. And I'm like, yeah. And then ask yourself in the quietness of your own space, what is freedom to you? Get really clear on what that is. Because when you start to get clear, then you start opening up other channels of of expansion. And and that will like literally guide everything you do. So it's really amazing how... um, we just start crashing all of these borders and boundaries mm. that we have had before about what it means and what, what you're supposed to look like and how you're supposed to do it. And I mean, that's one thing I've loved about my travels over the last several years and going to different retreats, going mm-hmm. to different um, places like India. I mean, you meet so many people and and you meet the people right in front of you that are doing or saying things. And you're like, 
I didn't think that was spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just the most humbling thing. Cause you're like, wow, I love this. Mm -hmm. I mean, this person could be, you know, sometimes I've come across people who are just, I mean, every other word might be a swear word and, and that's not for me, but I'm like, these people are the most, you know, loving, beautiful people. And there's no line drawn. I mean, we all that. have yeah. our own expression. So, um, you know, just like somebody might look at me and think, I don't know. I mean, depending on what I come across, like it, like, um, I don't know, boring and too straight laced, which, you know, I've had my wild times in my past, <laughs> but, but, um, they might look and go, Oh, wow. I, I would have never known she, she had, you know, her wild, her wild, crazy moments in the past. I mean, it's just, we have these lens of perceptions that are so limited. It's yeah. crazy. And I love to be around so many different walks of life, so many different people, because it cracks those lens. And an example of that yesterday it. when we were in Florence. So, um, my sister, her daughter, obviously other daughter, <laughs> um, got back yet, yeah, got here yesterday and she ended up getting in like 12 hours later than she was supposed to. So we ended up spending the entire day in Florence, which is beautiful. Um, and we were having like a little aperitivo drink, um, just kind of passing the time. And this table of girls sat down near us and they were both like, they were all three of them that were there. Very like simple, like cute, cute outfits, but like, for instance, like not a lot of makeup, very natural. And um, all of a sudden the fourth person shows up like 20 minutes after they'd sat down. And I was like, so shocked at the person that sat down because she was like the opposite visually than those other girls. Like she had tons of makeup on like eyeliner and she was in like a bodycon dress. I mean, she looked beautiful in it and stuff, but I was like, whoa, I didn't even realize that I had had an idea in my head of like what a potential fourth person at the table would look like. And then she sat down and didn't align with that. And it was like just a beautiful moment of like, wow, we are like creating judgments in our mind about others, about ourselves, about situations, about the world, about anything constantly. And those moments are also a great time to just reflect and be like, whoa, okay, now I'm, whoa, like mm -hmm. a moment of awareness of like brain, you got to chill. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Well, everything ends up becoming so fresh and beautiful Yeah, because there's just no boundaries on anything anymore. I mean, it's like, you know, anything goes. I mean, even we saw a couple friend um, friendship pairs of women where one was super, super like I'm talking like, like some so of the tall. tallest women I've seen with like the shortest woman I've seen. And it was just so beautiful to see these two, these women, two, two different pairs. Two different pairs yeah. And um, both Carly and I are like, look at that. That is just, I mean, it sounds so trivial, but if we really get, if anybody's listening to this and thinking, oh, that's ridiculous. No, it's not because it's in all of us. I mm -hmm. think any single person, um, you know, I've said this even about my own path when I've talked to certain people and said the times where I went so deep and it was so painful. I've had people say, oh gosh, I'm so, that really, you had all that pain in you. I, I, that's just too bad. And I want to say you do too. I mean, we all do. 
And if we don't think we do, we're in complete denial. And it doesn't mean you have to go beat yourself up and try to find the pain. If you're not, it's not about that. But to say that you don't have that in you is just as absurd as saying you don't have the highest light and love in you. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's just beautiful to be surrounded with that, that type of thing. And um, Carly and I've talked, Carly's probably even more passionate about this part than, than me, but the, the traveling and the learning new languages and everything else, um, it really does open the lens of perception. Mm. For me, a lot of my lens of perception was opened through deep, deep experiences of that Pandora's box of my soul. Cause I went through, um, I went through the mythical passageway of the, what people would call past life regression past life. I didn't, I, what I wasn't on purpose going out and seeking past life things. It really happened of its own accord. And that was the way that was the best for me, for my evolution. Like to, to dramatize it, you said, yeah, it, it, the kind big. of the big, big, I had these experiences. I mean, I went deep. I, I kind of went and I had a few years of a lot of solitude, um, because I was navigating things inside of myself that were just they were, they were mind blowing. I mean, my mind was a little bit like, am I crazy? (laughs) You know? Um, so there's all different ways to do it. But one of the things Carly, I feel like you've experienced is you're traveling. You feel like that's been kind of your way to open up, Mm -hmm. open up your lens. I mean, and it's opened mine up too. Yet I kind of had that deep space of solitude and, and aloneness that I was navigating a whole world that, you know, was, that's for that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother <laughs> five episodes another thing um to talk about but it, it taught me so 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 much mm-hmm. about um how limited uh our mind can make our lives and um it's it's so just true. wild it yeah so I like anyway. that I like that quote how limited our minds can make our lives Life is a grand mystery. I mean, it's just incredible. And we're, if we think we're going to figure it out. We just got to tell the mind to take a rest, take the back seat, go into the baby seat in the back, shut up. And, you know, the divine will, will guide every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And um, if I were to, you know, give, I to- told Zach this today, if I were to give advice, to these three, my three kids, or anybody who asked if they wanted to ask me, which is a humbling thing in and of itself, is, is, you know, to just above all, it sounds so cliche, but love and dig down deep and under and really get to what is love truly, because we have a lot of limitations around what love is a lot. And, um, the last eight years have taken me through a deep experience with this and the willingness to love beyond all else, no matter what is happening, no matter what you have to let go of, no matter what, um, how life looks, mm-hmm. no matter what people are saying, uh, it doesn't matter. You just to go in and love. I mean, radically, radically love. 
And this summer I was giving, given such an incredible gift. I would say grace really moved through myself and my family. And I saw what eight years of holding so much loving patience and awareness for myself and for all others does to a whole group of people. And I just am in complete awe of it. And so if we can just strip back what we think love is all the time, I mean, if, if love does not include liberty, true liberation, that's not love um, at all. It just, it, it really isn't. And our teacher, I love what he said. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, connected to it in the deep levels of my soul because I experienced it. We have to have these direct experiences. And he kind of talked about, um, I'm probably not going to say it exactly the way he did, but you know, if you want to be of the greatest service to your family, to life, to, to the world, then quit being a burden. And meaning that we need to drop these expectations of what we think people should be to us Mm. and what we think we should be to another. This does not mean to be selfish, but we need to be loving honestly. And we need to be standing up into the roles that are truly ours to stand in and to not expect someone else to serve a role in our life that they absolutely can't serve. Mm -hmm. They just can't. If we would just let all that shit go and really just trust and know ourselves really, really, really well and let all of these expectations of the roles of others go, all roles are filled naturally. They will all be filled. We don't have to fill them. They will be filled. Those people will come. We want to dictate who mm-hmm. that is. And we we can't dictate. Sometimes our own parents or our brothers or our sisters or our friends or whatever that we have said, okay, because you're this, you have to be this. They can't be mm-hmm. that. And or, or we can't be something for them. So um bottom line is it turns all back to love because mm-hmm. love will say, just let it be. Yeah. And I feel like the heart becomes open for those people to walk into our lives that will fill those those roles, even mm-hmm. temporarily, like you know, like the mother role or the sister role or the supportive teacher role, if we just open it and get out of our minds about who we think that's going to be. It reminds me of, uh, I think I just read a part in the Gene Keys and human design says the same thing. Also, Charlotte, everything says says the same thing in different ways, but about how like we're all alive, incarnated on this planet at this time. And we all fill every role that the universe needs, the world needs to continue to evolve and grow and be as beautiful and expressive as it can be if we just allow ourselves to live our truth like mm-hmm. every role is filled like from a human design perspective you we have the manifestors the generators the reflectors and the projectors and we're all 
not just that, but our profiles and, and all the details in there, we all are a piece of the puzzle. Every single person mm-hmm. alive is a piece of the puzzle. And Richard Rudd with the gene key says the same thing. Yeah. It's like, we're all here for a reason to bring something into the world. Mm-hmm. And we just have to trust that because we cause a lot of pain and suffering by like trying to force that in ways that our mind some reason thinks it needs to be. <laughs> and the interesting thing is, and I know you, you you guys are aware of this and many people are, you know, all of these things that you're talking about, human design, gene keys, everything. I mean, this has been wisdom that's been around for thousands of years. years. <laughs> this is not new stuff. It's just that humanity is going through kind of like an open door to be their heart, our hearts, our minds, everything is mm. opening up to once again, have kind of this wave through. I don't know if I'm expressing this because, because we're going through a transformation. And um, if you really, you know, I, I'm not going to claim to have studied like, like everything under the sun, but the bit I have, the, the things I've graced, I've seen over and over and over again, where these passages of humanity, these passages of the world have been happening Mm -hmm. throughout all of what we would call time. You know, we go through, um, that's just like life. I mean, when you're really, when you're studying something, you get to a point where you kind of plateau off and you live that for a while. Um, whether it be what you're studying to, I mean, it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. any, any vocation, any field, you know, you live it and then you suddenly have a a burst of, oh, I'm going to, I need more. I need more education. I need to up-level this. And we're just little mirrors of what the whole of the universe is doing. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're kind of like in this open field right now where all of this wisdom is coming through. And it seems to be for, in some ways, like this new great wisdom. And the beauty is it's coming through in a way I feel like people can relate to a bit better mm-hmm. um, in different ways. And that's that's great because there's as many paths to know ourselves as there are us walking the earth. I mean, there, you know, just there's there's so many. So we need all these different ways of articulating deep, deep, deep mm. wisdom. And so, but yeah, it's been around forever. It's It's not new. It's just that we have different ways to articulate it. Yeah. I feel like I've noticed so many more people getting into specifically astrology. I feel like that's kind of an easy in for some people it's approachable Mm -hmm. because it's been around for a while and people understand their sun sign basically, and then are getting a bit deeper, but I've noticed it in even shops around here in boutiques and stores. There's so much more astrology stuff in there. Just little knickknacks that of course were monetizing in the States <laughs> a lot, <laughs> but of course, but then people are getting a bit deeper. I, again, bring up human design to people and they're like, yeah, I've learned a bit about my astrology, but this is so cool. And it's like another level deeper because not everyone is drawn to reading the spiritual texts. Like I have the, I am discourses sitting under my bench over here. And I just think back to reading that, that was, that was a dense, like difficult read for me when back when we did that, that was like years ago now, was that three years ago that we read that three or four? I don't even know now, but that was before I had picked up any type of thing that was that deeply spiritual. And we had this (laughs) little book club between Julie, Carly, and a couple of Julie's friends, and we would discuss it, but it was like 
spiritual text (laughs) and like high level language. And like, not everyone is into dissecting things like that. You need the approachable language. And so I know we've talked about it a lot before that whatever level you're at in whatever you're here to do, you're needed and so necessary. Mm -hmm. And even though you might see experts per se in quotes, um, that are so (laughs) far ahead of you and doing so much better, like the people that are if you compare it to a ladder, people that are a few rungs below you need you to get to the level that you're at. And you need those experts to get to the next level that you want to be at. So Mm -hmm. everyone is just necessary, no matter what skill level you're at or how much experience you have, just start sharing what you feel like you're called to share. Yeah, exactly. I I like to, for me, I always imagine, you know, we're all carrying torches. Mm -hmm. Every single person here is carrying torches. And we're all just kind of walking each other home. And, and while I might be carrying a torch that someone else can, can benefit from someone, someone ahead of the path is carrying a torch that I can benefit from. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a beautiful, you know, I just have this image in my head of this just long, endless, beautiful line. And anybody who knows me, you guys know how I like ambiance. So it's not a shock that I have the vision of like candlelight torches that people are Walking carrying. The woods. Yeah, and everyone's in white and, you know, and there's there's angelic music all around. Yeah, that, that would be my vision. But anyway, you know, and I, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but I don't know who will listen to this podcast and, and be affected by this. But, you know, for people who are going through a really transformative time in their life. There was a vision that came to me. Um, I actually shared this one with my mom and I, th- I know I've shared it with you too, while I was kind of in the midst of, of it all and really changing my own life and changing many people's lives and um, much to their dismay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's very, it's very hard for people to understand when we're, literally shifting something that everyone else thinks is perfectly fine. And the thing is, there's really nothing. I mean, there's nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just that some things come to a completion and we would be very um, uh, wise to just see where something is done. And with gratitude, just be able to complete it. And so like in my case, I was, like I said, Pandora's box was open. I saw that a massive, massive cycle was completing and I had a choice to make. And I felt that the best choice I could make is the most honest choice. And it wasn't an easy one um, because I kind of pulled the rug out from everybody's, you know, life the way it was and they weren't ready for it. But I kept having this vision and and it was i was in the middle of a river with a rope in my hand and you know it was it was anchored to the side i came from and all of my family and my friends and all the life i had been living you know they're all over they're going julie what are you doing i mean come back come back you know come this has been so much fun you don't want to leave this this is perfect we want this but I just, everything in me knew I needed to get to the other side. And I had to anchor that rope to the other side and then be able to let go of whether or not anyone 
chose to follow that rope. Mm -hmm. I just knew I was a person who just had to anchor something different. I had to go forward and, and you can't ignore those deeper truths inside of yourself. You can try, but it, it's just totally destructive to your being. And I feel like I finally, finally made it to the other side of the river. And um, if people want to stay on the side you came from, again, it goes back to love. Love them. I mean, love everybody. We need to love everyone for where we're at, for what we need to experience, for the things we're still enjoying. Just because I don't enjoy some of the things I used to do at one time in my life doesn't mean I have any judgment on someone who's still enjoying that. Hmm. Because the, I, I said, I've said to you guys, wear it out. Like yeah. <laughs> we, we need to kind of wear some things out in our lives. Mm-hmm. You like a certain something, wear it out. Don't try to force it to be done before it's really complete. And that's a little bit going back to what we said in the beginning, Alexis, about you being back in Minneapolis. It's in a sense back to that wearing something out. You know, you're revisiting something that needs to be a little bit more lived mm-hmm. before then you move on again. And more than likely when you leave Minneapolis, that'll be that. Completely agree. It's funny because where I'm living, the neighborhood I'm living in is something that my sorority big sister, she lived in this neighborhood and I visited her apartment back when I was in early college years and just thought, oh my goodness, like I couldn't imagine living here. I don't think I'll ever be able to live in this neighborhood for whatever reason. And it just looked so grown up to me where she was at literally where I am now. And now I'm here and I thought it's what I wanted, but because every time I was here, I was like happy, like this was the vision I had. And so now coming back, I'm like, wait a minute, this is not, this is what I thought I wanted, but it's not necessarily where I want to end up or be. So then that's kind of weird. It's like a releasing of a dream that you thought you had, like Mm -hmm. everything where you thought you'd be okay or where you thought you'd get to like, it's that one of those figurative endings where it's like, oh, this is where I want to be. It's like that one goal. And then it's like, oh shoot, this isn't. So then what is the next thing? I don't know. Um, but then also trying not to latch on to figuring that out is really hard for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's really beautiful is this also goes to show like in, in your case, you know, you're wise enough to see this, but you, this person could be sitting there beating themselves up going, wow, I thought I wanted this, but boy, I did something wrong because now I'm here and I don't want this. But holy crap, look at the creators we are. You literally had a vision when, and now you're living that vision. You literally created this situation for yourself so that you could experience it, right? Which to me, I mean, you know you better than I know you, but from an intuitive perspective, I mean, this is some of the reason why you're there. Mm. You Mm. had to live the experience that you envisioned probably, um, pretty, um, connected deeply. So like I was just talking about this today. I think of our thoughts and our words are seeds. Mm -hmm. Our feeling is water. So 
depending on how deeply, and obviously you felt it pretty deeply, oh, I want to be here. And you probably felt it in your system and you've, you really embodied this, this idea. Of being it was like the I- idea of what success looks like, or at least looked like back when I was 19. Exactly. And so you put that in your whole body and look where you're at, which is something to celebrate I mean, this is so exciting to me because it like, just look at what you manifested. You, like the you power. Come, yeah, the power of us to just to just create. We're creating 100 percent of the time, mm-hmm. and we and that's where I said these guys. I'm probably like a broken record. I've said to my kids, "You want to master your life, master your mind. Know what is going on in that mind, because what we're repeating in the mind, and especially what we emotionally attach to." has so much power. <laughs> I, my, my example that I've used is how many times, because I know I spent years of my life doing this shit. How many times do you drive down the road in your car and a sad song comes on, like a really deep feeling song about lost love and oh my God and the, 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 and the drama. And, and you end up feeling this feeling so deep inside of yourself, you decide to put the song on repeat because this is the, the whole drama is so enjoyable to the egoic system. Our, our attachment and our, our, um, what do I want to say? Um, addiction to emotion. Why do we go to sad movies? Um, that you're, you end up 20 minutes later, you arrive at your destination and you've listened to the song how many times and have been in a situation where you are feeling every ounce of pain, but it's pain in a romantic way. And you're romanticizing all this loss and this love and, you know, that can never be and everything else. Okay. You just spent 20 minutes completely planting seeds and watering the hell out of them. And you add a little bit of fertilizer, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So we need to like, know this, this is powerful stuff. And then people wonder what five years later, they're in a situation where their heart is completely crushed And if they could trace back these little moments, Mm -hmm. they might go, holy shit. And this is nothing to blame. Nobody's doing anything wrong. We just need to understand how powerful we actually are to create these situations. Mm -hmm. And um, and it doesn't mean that if we don't ever think about this thing, we're not going to have pain in our life. We're going to have the pain that we need for our evolution. Mm -hmm. However... I would probably say that we could have a lot less pain <laughs> if we knew where our mind was going and how much we were watering it with our emotions. Like Ananji says, yeah, I'm suffering. We, we don't recommend it. We don't recommend <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's wild what we do. It's just wild. That is really exciting to hear and like such a good reminder because I have such visions and ideas of things that I want to do and I can trace back almost everything that I've done in the past five years to like manifesting things that I was thinking about when I was like 15 through like 18 years old are really manifesting now, which is crazy. And so I'm like, okay, good things are coming because I have like good things are here too, but like 
Right. The visions I have in my head are very like already happening. So yeah. holding on I to think that. It's a good reminder too, as well. to like not get attached to the vision as little mm-hmm. as we can anyway, because you never know, like by the time you meet your visions or I meet mine, mm-hmm. it's an example. Yeah, it's like, okay, this is great. And wow. But like, now I'm actually onto the next or like, yeah. Wanting and right, also people, people around you influence you. So whatever you guys end up doing is going to in- impact me in some yeah, way. Whatever yeah. I do is going to impact you. So yeah, like releasing that attachment to it. And also it usually ends up better than you imagine anyway. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and I, and this is an interesting thing in this this, you know, there's so many kind of mis- mysteries and almost contradictions mm. in life in, in and of itself and the way we talk about things because we're great manifestors and we want, we have these creations and really, truly, if we're expansive beings, every time we come into a full um, realized creation, we are going to have other creations mm-hmm. that we're then focused on. So it's like this mastery between this continued expansion of our consciousness and our ability to create um, and being in that now moment of what you're living as a creation Mm -hmm. in the now with total gratitude. It's just that constant, it's, it's hard to put words to what I'm talking about. Because we're constantly, we're ever evolving. Mm-hmm. I have so if we get into it. a creative space, a manifestation, and we are, I mean, we, of course, be grateful for it, enjoy every single second of it. But if we're like, okay, yeah, this is it. I don't want anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's okay. Be there, I guess. But you, <laughs> but you know, at some point we got to expand a little further. I mean, so it's, it's that balance of being absolutely joyfully, great, gratefully in the now in awe of life and what we've created and also staying open, staying open and remembering there's always an end. Always. Like always, always, always an end. And uh, and Anand said that to me, and I really spoke to I, that really spoke deeply to me too. Because the reason why he said that to me is because I was sharing with him um, the things that a little bit of the of what my experiences were, and I told him basically that I said I knew that this was completing, and I knew that certain things were going to come to an end. And I needed to do it in the most loving way possible for myself and everyone. And he simply said to me, yes, you always need to remember the end. And I, this is very scary notion for people. Mm-hmm. And because really when you, when we, when I speak of this, I mean, I'm speaking of what we all think of as, you know, our physical death, but I, the more I connect with that reality, the more I become friendly with that, the more life just enriches itself mm. because I'm, I'm no longer here in some denial. I'm like knowing like even this time that Carly and I have together here in Italy, all of this every day, I have not even told you this every day. I remind myself 
this too shall pass. Mm. I don't know when and how, but I'm going to enjoy every single moment. When I had those five years living with Isabella alone, Mm -hmm. I knew the whole time I was in that five years with her, this too shall pass. I will not live with her like this for the rest of my life. So it just helped me fully embrace. And I feel we need to keep that in mind for our life. Mm -hmm. There will always be an end. And so let's just embrace where we're at. When is, when is yoga? Yoga is now. Yoga is now, you know, when when is, and now, and when is life now? And now (laughs) when, when is your fulfillment? When is our wholeness? It's now. I mean, look at you're totally whole in the creation that you started creating in night. And when you were 19, Alexis, <laughs> and how many times did I watch under the Tuscan sun Oh my God. with a bottle of wine and this feeling inside of me of like, Oh my God, I was watering some seeds that I had no idea. <laughs> I was watering, No clue. And here I am. It's mind. mind. It's very mind blowing to think about, like when you reflect on it like that. And I like that you brought up death because I think society just focuses on it as like such a bad thing. Like you're avoiding it. You want to like stay young as long as possible and just ignore it. And it's all sad, but I don't mention it to many people, but death motivates a lot of my decisions. And it it honestly should. Like, why shouldn't it motivate you to just do what you want to do and experience what you want to experience? And I don't share it with, a, I should share it more, but like, I don't because a lot of like people are, whoa, like, what do you mean? It's like, well, once you just accept that we're all going to die and it could be tomorrow, there's a lot of things I want to do. And why would I sit around working mm-hmm. a job I don't like and in this place? and just most people aren't living that way. Most people are living for tomorrow or they're living for that goal that they see in the future and like not accepting that yoga is now, that life is now. Yeah. It's a hard concept to really hop into. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's I mean, that's one of the major motivators for me when I was making such life-changing decisions for everyone. You know, I recognize that I could either live this truth now and do the work. And for me, a huge motivating factor were my three amazing beings. I call my children in this life. <laughs> um, and some people would say, my God, if that was a motivating factor, then why would, why didn't you stay in a marriage? But there was a different motivating factor for me. And it has to do with legacy. And it's not legacy of like, where will, what will be behind Julie Jones's name? It's the (laughs) legacy of love. And it's the legacy of really living wholeheartedly in the truth, not only for myself, but for everyone. I mean, everyone, their dad included. I was like, I, I needed to just completely be in the highest truth. I knew whether it was agreed with or not. Mm. And because I understood okay, I got this one chance. I could get to the point where, you know, we're, we're celebrating 50 years of marriage and everybody's happy and everything else, but would it have been the most honest thing? And it's not for the lack of love for him, but it was the reality. And this would be very hard for people to understand that there was something completing that I couldn't 
I, I, I literally couldn't engage anymore in the way life was. I, and, and it was, and that's a moment where you realize that there's something beyond yourself working mm-hmm. through you because it had I been all up to my ego, my structured world. I mean, holy shit. I would have hung on for, you know, dear, dear life. life. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I recognized that life was giving me a really important choice. And, and a lot of times I reflected on the fact that there is going to be an end and, um, and, and how can I, in the name of love, be of the highest service for my three kids too? I mean, I wanted them to see that life can transform itself completely we can literally, we're going through resurrections mm. and um, it can be done with an immense amount of love, tons of patience, <laughs> tons, tons of patience. I mean, when I was hurt and I knew what people were saying about me and these guys witnessed this to, too, because there were times where they were just like pissed about certain things. And I'm like, just love just, just, just love, feel what you feel, but love and understand that everybody sees life through their own lens of perception and and you need to just go deep. And I would go deep. And again, listen to me, I'm going back to love. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's love. It's true, unconditional, unbounded, fully liberated love. Let people be who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. free everyone I've told these guys they're free they're free they're free to be whoever they are and I truly that's not just words for me that is a full embodiment inside of myself why can mm-hmm. I say that because I freed my own self from all the limiting factors and I'm still I mean again I'm not at some holier than now end point <laughs> You know, I mean, every day there's, there's different things we face and we have to liberate ourselves from. So yeah. there, there's Julie's <laughs> talk of love and liberation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think you're incredible at like accepting people for who they are, but you're also really great at facilitating deep conversation because all three of us have lived life, life differently. We were doing things that challenge the norm in some way. And so, and you don't want to force anything on friends and family. Like that never goes well or on people that aren't ready to hear it. Like, again, just like, let them be. I, but I also don't just sit and let people just say, oh, like, this is what I'm going to do. Like asking the deeper questions, they might not have anyone else in their life to ask that question. Like, oh, what's your intention behind that? Or what gets you excited about that thing? And they might realize like, wait a minute actually, well, my mom told me that this would be a good idea. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, wait, the, yeah. do you, do you want that? Um, exactly. I, you want to know the silly thing that like made me think of this, like in, insight is going on a dating app. I don't go on them very often, but sometimes <laughs> I'm scrolling and it is the same man over and over. Not this, not technically the same person, but the same, like, what am I competitive about? Everything. I won't shut up about my dog. What do I want? A dog mom, a house <laughs> in the suburbs. I can't wait to have a basement with all my sports memorabilia. I can't wait to like have a oh, boat God. on the lake. I'm like, copy paste. 
uh, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. I'm like, are there no unique people? But honestly, everyone's unique and everyone's covering it up in some way, mm-hmm. which I just, I like figuring out like what makes you weird? Very Aquarius yes. rising of me. Like, what's the weird thing that you're not showing everybody? Because I know that this is not it. Like you're so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Let your freak flag fly. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> and we all have them. I mean, you know, we, we really do. We all have these really beautiful, unique, Quirks. incredibly quirky sides to us. And we do, we hide a lot of it. And that's really unfortunate because the quirkiness is rather interesting, actually. But, you know, I got to admit, I'm probably not going to go out on the street and show everybody my quirkiness. However, somebody out there has a video of me walking through Rome singing. What was I singing? Um, I am woman, hear me roar. Oh my gosh, that was in, remember? That was in Trust Every Day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Anyways, yeah, we just need to, we need to free ourselves to just really be, because really it's, it's not, um, it might sound cliche, but we really do free others mm-hmm. and we can start mm-hmm. seeing, we can start yeah. seeing it. And, and it's, and then it's, you know, again, back to humbling because then you realize there's something at work here way beyond, you know, the personality of Julie. Mm-hmm. Um, and And that's where, you know, I love to have these intimate conversations with people. I don't say a lot. I thought about doing stuff on social media and maybe someday, but it's so humbling that I'm just like, does anybody, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just, yes, (laughs) yes. yes. I, I have a lot to share, but I tend to do it in very intimate Wait, in my cave. In your apparently cave. in human design. Her environment. I cave. my environment is cave, which is interesting because that it makes, makes sense then that I would be building this place here in Italy. Yeah. Because that I really want to bring people into my cave. And it and it's into my cave because I just want to love everyone in my cave. You know what's amazing <laughs> is my environment is kitchen. So places where people come together to create things. So yeah. Yeah. I'm I forget gonna that be we over have there. the same environment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much potential. Yeah, I know. Slowly Mm. but surely things, things are falling, falling into place on revealing themselves, I guess, more than falling. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's all revelatory. Um, I think we forget that sometimes, you know, um, I've had moments of, of deep introspection, obviously spent (laughs) many years in that place. But these, you know, people have heard me say, I mean, everything's a revelation. Every emotion is a revelation. You know, when we're in deep grief, how could we ever be in deep grief if we have not so totally loved? Mm-hmm. You know, th- that is, that's beauty. I mean, real beauty in, in grieving because we wouldn't have it mm-hmm. if we didn't open our hearts and have an experience of love. You know, what is envy other than inspiration mm-hmm. coming through and us distorting it as being jealous? If we would just mm-hmm. look at the person we're envious of and see the inspiration that's like literally about hitting us in the face, <laughs> we might actually jump up and do something about our life and, and cultivate whatever it is in them that we're seeing. Then we'll turn around and change envy, what, into 
starting to pick the person apart. Have you ever done that? You you know, you, you see somebody and you're like, I don't know. I mean, Oh, look at like this, this beautiful person, this artist, and you're envious of something they're doing. So then all of a sudden you try to look for all their flaws. you, You look for every flaw, but underneath all the flaws is just really your envy that got distorted that was really just inspiration (laughs) that life was showing you, hello, you know, this is for you too, in your own way. So revelations are everywhere. We could talk for hours. So I feel like we need to just like close the book. (laughs) Shut off the mic. Exactly. Exactly. So there's no way to wind down a conversation with Julie. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's very true. It's very true. Well, you know, and it truly, I mean, maybe because this is a, it's so I'm passionate about, yeah, about mm-hmm. that. This is the deep, deep, deep passion because all of it, it's not intellectual. It's, it's deep, direct experience. Mm. Um, again, which I'm humbled by because, you know, you realize there's no end. And so I thank you too for engaging with me today and allowing me to be soul fulfilled (laughs) with this kind of conversation there's nothing more fulfilling for me well thanks for speaking into the microphone for an hour thanks for pushing your comfort zone I know this is like a weird environment to do this in or different environment for you so yeah it is but you know again revelations everywhere why why have you guys you know why am I a part of this podcast and doing this um yeah, it might be obvious that I'm Carly's daughter, do- Carly's daughter. I'm Carly's daughter. <laughs> I'm Carly's mom, but there's always the unseen little whispers in the ear. So like maybe your own podcast. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the eye roll that Julie just gave Carly. <laughs> I would need, I would literally need um, a generator like Alexis. <laughs> Or like the person that's sitting behind me, um, sister dearest, my daughter Isabella, somebody to you know wrangle me and say, okay, sit and talk about this for a while. <laughs> sit and talk. <laughs> I think you'd so. be surprised. It's like a different form of journaling. It really is to hear oh, it voice. Absolutely, especially when you record by yourself. It's a weird experience to not have anyone else interacting with your voice and you're just like channeling I guess yeah that's so true that's what, well I have a microphone mm-hmm. you have all the tools <laughs> we'll see, see we're all learning we're all learning so <laughs> Julie's anyway. podcast TBD <laughs> yeah we'll keep you updated <laughs> all right you two are a blessing I love thank you thank you all right goodbye everyone thanks for joining us yeah thanks for listening (laughs) bye bye